Hello, 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 everyone. This is Hannah Kavanagh speaking, and welcome to yet another episode of Tea for Three. I'm here with two awesome friends of mine. They are the bee's knees, and um, I guess the first one I'm going to introduce is representing Macaulay at City College today. The cat's pajamas. Please welcome Tyler Reese. How are you doing today, Tyler? Hello, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Pretty swell, pretty swell. All right. And now, for the next guest, representing Macaulay at Hunter over here, soccer champion, please welcome Assam Sharif Alden. Champion? No, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, was <laughs> Pretty good. All right, so the tea that we're going to be trying today is Celestial Seasonings Cinnamon Cardamom Herbal Tea. So let's describe this bad boy. Um... It says, an inviting blend with an enchanting aroma. Sweet cinnamon mingles perfectly with spicy cardamom. This blend has the power to transport you to a tea house in the Verdant Mountains of northern India with each sip. According to Charlie Baden, the blend master for Celestial Seasonings. All right, so let me pour this bad boy and let's see what we think. Ooh. S- sounds more like psychedelics. I know. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it actually tea? I don't know. No, no, it's not. Um, Do you know what cardanond is? It's a, it's an herb, but I don't really know what it's used in. Mm. Little sound effects. Yeah. I like that. I like that. This is special effects because <laughs> it's actual. It's reality. Oh shoot! Yeah. I poured it a lot. And That's fine. See. I'll handle okay. it. Nice. So usually I blow on it because I tend to scald my tongue a lot. So hold on. Huh. That is not as cinnamony as I thought it would be. How are you guys feeling about this one? I will taste it in a couple of minutes. When okay. It's <laughs> you sure you don't want to blow on it yet? Or? It's actually not bad. Really? And this okay. is coming from someone with a sensitive tongue. Okay. Just like, but then again, if you scald your tongue, sorry in advance. Good? I don't know. Not, it's not, no. not scalding. I okay. <laughs> so I guess for the listeners, let's let's describe the notes. What are you what are you tasting from this, or how how are you feeling? Uh, well, for me, uh, I usually drink my tea with with sugar, so I'm kind of uncultured. Oh, do you want some sugar with it? No, it's okay. Uh, I'll try something new. You it's sure? Like, uh, okay. A lot of people make fun of me for it because they I'm... they usually drink it without sugar. I don't think that's a bad thing though. I mean, I don't know. I used to drink tea with sugar all the time. Well, yeah, it's just cream a and sugar. Yeah, yeah, fair. But um, it it's like something that will be easy in my stomach. Like I'll drink just a. Okay, fair. Know, digest easier, maybe. All right. Um, <laughs> smells nice. Yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling about it, Tyler? Like I think that you could tell why it's more of a spice. Like yeah. people call cinnamon a spice, but like I, I usually think of it as a flavor. But now that it's just pure cinnamon, it like and cardamom. And cardamom, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just it makes you appreciate it more. But so it's not too strong, but it's like a flavor. It's like flavored seltzer almost, but without the, yeah. the seltzery part. But. I feel like if Lacroix made tea, this would be it. Um, <laughs> no, I, it's funny because I thought it would. I thought the spices would really like punch my palate, and I thought it would be. But it's a lot lighter than I thought. But it's not a bad thing. I feel like it's still pretty good. I just I didn't expect it to be. Um, as light as it was. It tastes more like tea and less like a juice that you would expect. Yeah, fair, fair. All right, I guess now that we got that out of the way, we're going to be talking about religion today in terms of how our religious views have evolved over time, as well as the misconceptions behind our religions of practice, but also just religion in general. So I also like to talk about stereotyping. Stereotyping, yes. Big one, big one. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess the first question that I have for you two today is, okay, let's go back in time. 
when you were when you were a kid, maybe elementary school or middle school, how did you view like how what were you practicing at the time? Were you still practicing the same religions as you do now? Or how did you feel about that at the time, religion in general? So I was born here in America mm-hmm. and uh, I was born and raised a Muslim. Mm-hmm. And till this day, I am a Muslim. But um, I guess back then I was Muslim because I was just born and like taught that I was, that's all I knew at the time. Yeah. But as I'm getting older, I'm becoming more Muslim by choice. Like I'm actually exploring the religion and trying to see like you know why I'm actually like I, I I'm, not, I'm not trying to follow it blindly. So yeah. Yeah. As of right now, I'm, I guess I'm Muslim by choice. Just because I choose to live the life that I live right now. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that right. reminds me of of the peopling of New York class that we're all taking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, yeah. So, but also it's more of a psychology of religion class. Because it's being hmm. taught by a psychologist, so he's making it about religion. Oh, that's really and cool, actually. And he would say that you're moving from your God image to your God concept. Meaning, when you're a child, like, you understand what God is, but you don't really like fully understand it now you're mm-hmm. sort of developing it fully and yeah yeah so yeah you're becoming my choice um so when i was in elementary school um i was in the ultra orthodox jewish community so in the <coughs> it's in the hasidic community or as we would say hasidish community and i was practicing i was practicing because i was raised in it um but now I am not really religious anymore. I don't really um, believe in God. I did go through a journey within it, I guess. But uh, to make to make a long story short, I sort of my my parents they. I don't, should I explain what the ultra orthodox community is like? Yeah, you can for those who don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so basically it's like this really 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 tight knit religious like group of Judaism. And mm-hmm. and it, um they have like a very large community in Brooklyn. I think it's like a hundred, two hundred thousand, maybe even three hundred thousand. Oh, I did people. not know it was that big. Yeah, it's Oof, huge. Okay, it's really really big. Hmm. It's around the Midwood area, right? Yeah, like near Flatbush. Yeah, that's yeah. Where park. That's where I went to high school. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, they also have like communities in Williamsburg. They have communities in like yeah, upstate yeah. New York, Rockland County. Hmm. Um, so yeah, basically. What sets them apart is that they believe in like isolationism, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird because they live in New York City, which is like this the center of diversity in the world. But throughout most of history, Jews have been isolated, and so mm-hmm. they developed this mindset that Jews need to be isolated for them to stay Jewish, and uh, that was the part that survived. That became the the ultra orthodox community, which is why so so like they speak only Yiddish. So like mm-hmm. until twelve, I I only spoke Yiddish. I didn't even know English. Well, I sort of knew. Um, I learned my English from watching <coughs> movies, huh? Okay. Which which is not allowed. Oh, were you sneaking around doing it? Well, no. So that's the thing. So my family okay. was more progressive, mm-hmm. um, because my father, he sort of opened his mind. So there's almost no secular education. Okay. It's so it's so weird to, to describe it because like I have to like go from scratch. But yeah, no, that's all good. There's, no there's worries. Very little secular education. You you start learning the ABCs in second grade. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oofed. You start learning math and two. Yeah. Till then was all just religious stuff, and even from then on, it's just like an hour and a half every day. Hmm. So you spend very very little time on that. Right. Um, so so. 
and most of the people there they they don't really have the skills to join the workforce or in in a sense they're forcing you to be isolated be in isolation because you just don't have the capabilities and knowledge to to go to the outside world but my wow, father okay but they do there are some programs that offered um to teach like programming and my father he took he, he went to such a program mm-hmm. happens to be that i think 75 percent of the whole of the of 75 percent of people in the course failed because they just they couldn't even read the material but i mean as a kid how did you how did you internalize it like did you know a lot about the outside world as a kid outside of movies or well so i didn't really watch that many movies when i was a kid that started later fair okay um so when i was really young Mm -hmm. i thought i thought i thought that was the norm i guess like what is not not the norm i knew i knew that there is an like an outside world or a crazy outside world Mm mm-hmm but I thought that the way it should be, the proper way to live is the way we lived then. Right. And that's sort of the mindset that almost all of them have. Oofed. Yeah. Because I guess for me, it's drastically different, of course. I went to, um, I went to like Catholic and Greek Orthodox school when I was a kid because um, my mom, when she was a kid growing up in Scotland, the only schools that existed were religious schools. And so that's all she kind of knew. And therefore... They didn't have public schools in the UK? They, they don't. Um, it's mainly just religious schools and everyone wears dress code. That's just kind of how it is, um, at least in Scotland. But I don't know about England and Wales or whatever. But um, so <clears throat> since that's all she knew, I mean, she just kind of enrolled me in like religious in religious schools anyway. And um, we weren't super religious, though. We didn't really go to church. I, I mainly just went to church when it was a school event and we had to go. Um, but I didn't really think too much of it. I'm just like, OK, this is my life. Like, it is what it is. But I didn't really... I didn't really look in, into religion deep like that, but um, I guess the question that I have for you guys is, um, when did you start to see religion as a choice rather than something that just is a thing in your life? Like, when did you realize that you can make a choice as to whether or not you can practice a certain religion? Uh, well, for me, um, mm-hmm. in, in Islam, you're actually taught that, you know, you have freedom of choice. You okay, know, cool. You, you should never be forced to follow any religion. Well, I love so, that. Like, okay. Yeah, that that is that's one thing that not a lot of people know about Islam. So. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're not even supposed to like force you know people to convert to Islam. They're supposed to do it on their own will. You have your, you have a you have a will. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's even further in, in in Judaism, they almost try to discourage you to join to convert. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, no, I think yeah, that's that's. I also had a question for you because like a lot of the times like the reason why people have misconceptions mm-hmm. is because a lot of you know communities they would. Mixed culture with religion. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's a little off topic of, you know, answering your question, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to ask him. No, um, it's all good. Don't Tyler, worries. Um, like, do you think the isolation is like mentality? Is it more cultural based, religious based or both? So that's one thing. In Judaism, there's actually very little separation between culture and religion. Hmm. The, the, the religion has defined the culture because... The Jews were a people that were set apart. So, by yeah. definition, okay, they were people, and they they had their culture, and maybe it was rooted in religion, maybe it was rooted in their desire for a state or whatever it was. They were always like a set of people that that like had their own culture. So, and 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 that's the thing. So, in order to become part of the culture, well, most people are born into it. But but that's not the way they saw it. They saw themselves as Jews religiously. Hmm. So although it is a culture, it's it's like there's this weird 
way of identifying yourself with the with, yeah, with the religion. But the more the more to the left you go, people start like ident like 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 they they take Jew the Jewish identity as a cultural identity, not necessarily religious. For example, I consider myself a Jew, but not a religious person. Like mm -hmm. I just yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just same thing. Identity. Like I actually have a a Jewish friend. His I think his mom's from Israel mm -hmm. and his dad's from Russia, but it's a, it's a Jewish family. And when I asked him, I'm like, "You're Jewish, right?" So mm -hmm. I you know I expect him to follow certain like beliefs. And he's like, "No, I'm just Jewish by blood." I'm like, "Oh, huh?" So I, I laughed at all. I was like, "Is yeah. he joking with me?" Or, but I think he was referring like Jewish by. I think he's referring to the same identity of Jewish that Tyler's referring to. Yeah. Because you yeah. know it might be the Ashkenazi Jews, I guess. No, no, no. Is it? Uh, I mean, well, there is an Ashkenazi Jewish culture. Yeah. No, no, no. There's definitely like okay for those. Um, Ashkenazi means stemming from like Europe. Um, there happens to be Sephardi, which is literally means Spanish, but they sort of moved from Spain to like North Africa and the Middle East. Okay. Um. So yeah, you had these two. Um, groups of Jews, um, different genetic histories, different like rabbis, different customs sometimes, but they did have the same like source text. Like there's the Torah, which I guess would be compared to the Quran, except yeah. the Torah is yeah. like literally the first book of the first volume of the Old Testament, so it's really really old. And people compared the Torahs of the Ashkenazi of the Ashkenazi Jews to the Sephardi Jews, and they were the same. They were the same. Like there's like maybe a couple of letters that were different. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. So there, there's definitely a connection between them, and I don't think many Jews define themselves like if they they say they're Jews, like they'll they'll consider themselves under the overarching um, category as a Jew by culture because there is a lot of similarities. But yes, there is Ashkenazi customs, there is Sparty customs. So I'm more of a Ashkenazi Jew. So. Mm -hmm. Like, I have more Ashkenazi customs, like, but I'll be happy to try it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I personally want to try it all customs and all different cultures. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's it's like, we don't say, oh, you're an Ashkenazi Jew. You have nothing to do with the Sephardi Jew. There is a connection. Hmm. So, so, so far, we define Jew as being a religion. Um, is it an ethnic group? An ethnic group, right? Yeah, there's, and, there's, and, and a culture, I guess? There's this... There's this definition of, of Judaism as an ethno-religious group. Okay. So literally yeah. both. Like, they're both in it. And, and ethno, any ethnicity has their Yeah, because I've always had that question. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. You know, some it's both. It's weird. It's an yeah. exception. So when someone does identify as a Jew, I'm like, I, what do you mean by that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely, I noticed that a lot too. I mean, especially in high school, a huge chunk of the, of the, student, of the student body was Jewish. And in a Catholic, oh, no, no, sorry, in high school. So right. I, I have to clarify my bad. In high school, that's the first time I went to a public high school. Mm. Um, so yeah, when I was in high school, um, the student body it was, I would say it was, it's like a solid 20 to 30 percent Jewish. It was, it was a huge chunk. Um, and it was interesting because they all, they, they all kind of identified as like Jewish first for sure. Like that was something that they definitely were on their sleeve. That what it's like before what? Before like, cause a lot of times, at least nowadays, Jewish people are oftentimes grouped with white people, like a lot mm. of the time now, but at least at my school, like it really is Jewish first. And it's like brought up a long conversation and yeah, there was a lot of Jewish people in my high school. Yeah, was, so that's something that I noticed. It was really interesting. Like I was trying to figure out whether Jews are considered white or not. I thought that Jews weren't considered white because for the most of history, Jews were considered yeah. pests. I think it's, oh, <laughs> no, I really. mean, no, I'm, yeah. yeah. 
Jews, Jews were, I mean, especially in Europe. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, in, in Europe, Jews were considered, like, they weren't considered white. They were considered, like, this outside race, this outside um, uh, group of people that have nothing to do with each other. They just uh, exist there, and they are also bankers because Christians weren't allowed to, to lend money. So Jews weren't considered white for most of European history, but now in America, there is equality. and At least and in Jews, New York and, City. And Jews, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, though some might argue there isn't, even in mm-hmm. New York City. But, but the thing is, now, now, now that no one really keeps track of whether, whether one is Jewish, so a Jewish person won't be identified on the street as like being Jewish, so I guess they have white privilege. But in a sense, if you look at being Jewish as this cultural identity, so then are they white? I know some Jews consider themselves white. I guess it depends. Because I was raised in this extremely different way from even most Jews. Most Jews are not Hasidic, by the way. And that and that's True. one of the stereotypes is that Jews all wear these curls and hats and stuff. That's that's complete yeah, yeah. that's complete BS. Yeah. Um, it's it's a small minority. There are like eight million Jews, and that's just like, I don't know, maybe one million. But it, there's yeah. like like half a million in Is- like half a million in Israel, half a million here, mm-hmm. I think. Or maybe there's even more. I'm like I'm not I'm not actually no. I think it might be ten million Jews even. Maybe maybe. Six million new new Jews. Be, I'm not. I'm not even sure. I don't. I don't want to say the numbers without researching. But the point is, it's, it's all good. They're a fraction, yeah, of, of the regular Jews. Um, but yeah, because I was raised so intensely Jewish, like I, I always saw myself as being not like everyone else, as being Jewish. And although mm-hmm. I'm not religious, I still see myself as having a different cultural background. What yeah. you said was interesting, mm-hmm. especially how we brought up the stereotypes that um, every Jew. Is a Hasidic Jew? Which is, yeah, it's obviously not true. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, no, it just reminds me of some stereotypes, especially like with Muslims. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like some people think all Muslims are Arabs. Like we all, <laughs> we don't all speak Arabic. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, Muslims from literally every country in the world. So it's, yeah, it just it was a cool connection. Yeah. That I made. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I'm taking an Abrahamic religions course this rem- this uh, semester. Oh, that's cool. Mm. And it's probably one of the most interesting classes. Well, I think actually, never mind. It's the most interesting class I've taken so far. Um, but one thing I noticed because we're actually we well first we started off with Judaism, then Christianity, and now we're on Islam right now. We're reading the Quran, and I just one of the things that I find so interesting is the the strong connection between the Hebrew Bible. And the Quran. I mean, for instance, like, you know, both buy into the whole the idea of the Sinai Covenant, like with the Sinai Covenant. Um, so after Moses led the Jews out of slavery, after the 40 year journey, they were on Mount Sinai and in the presence of God, the Ten Commandments were established. So that's, you know, thou, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill love thy neighbor um yeah so there's that overlap but also i mean both religions also don't look at jesus as divine merely human so i don't know i mean that's kind of the common misconception right that there's like in terms of i guess including christianity in this one just for a wee bit that there's these like three completely different religions but really there there's so much interlap that people don't realize i just find that really interesting unless you disagree well the way judaism sees it is that there was the Old commandment, like the the Old Testament, mm-hmm. and then from that there was a heretic Jew, Jesus. Oh yeah, but they don't. That that started Christianity. Yeah, and established a New Testament, and then I think Islam looks at all that and is like, cool. But mm-hmm. now we have Muhammad. Hmm. Okay. Um. So I was one. So in terms of from 
from the Islamic point of view, like how are the how are Judaism and Christianity viewed compared to? I'm just curious. Okay. Unless unless from no, what you know. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you what I know. All right, so okay. we'll start off with Judaism. Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of people don't know this, but Jews are actually like praised in in the Quran. Mm -hmm. They're actually like seen as like like they're loved by God. The only reason like God condemns them within the Quran, yeah, is because He condemns Jews that don't follow Sabbath. Mm, That's okay. all it is. Really? Yeah. Huh. Other than that, I've heard this this quote that says that Jews are like gonna betray you or can't be trusted. I don't know if it's a real thing or not. I, don't it, know. I mean, it, it wasn't. I don't think it was necessarily betraying. I think. See, this is the thing when we talk, we're not like no, this is controversial. We don't we don't quote you know exactly. That's the thing. I don't I don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. But what, from my understanding, I the verse I think that he's referring to is that the Quran says that Jews and Muslims. Like in general, mm -hmm. not not in terms of you know it's like single individual relationships, but in yeah. general, like as huge groups, mm -hmm. it's gonna be hard for them to get along together. Yeah, that's 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 what it says. It doesn't Jews say and Muslims. Yeah, Jews and Muslims. Mm -hmm. Not 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 mm -hmm. to discriminate against them. Not to betray. Not not that Jews are gonna be you know betraying Muslims, but in general, just to like living together within a country, or just. Living as neighbors, mm -hmm. and you know, this is referring to big groups of people. Yeah, it's gonna be hard for them to get along, and I think we see that today. I yeah, guess, modern day, which is um, interesting because uh, this is according to my religion professor. She said that um, I believe, yeah, it was Abraham. I mean, there, there's the common ancestor, right? Abraham, and apparently Jews and Arabs, from what she said, are cousins. Like according to yeah, the Jews Abrahamic lineage, yeah. So I find it interesting that now there's such a there's such a schism in terms of that. But um yeah. Yeah. And also in Christianity, um Islam rejects the divinity of Jesus just yeah. just the same way that Judaism does. Mhm. Mm and yeah, so Judaism doesn't like, just there, there's, there's an explicit yeah, there's an explicit verse that literally refers to Ju like Christianity, the Trinity, the Holy Trinity that um people talk about and you know, the religion of Christianity. Yeah. And yeah, so that's that's some standing on it. No, mm -hmm. but Judaism goes further, like in the Talmud, mm -hmm. which is like a commentary on the Mishnah, which is commentary on the Oh, we haven't dealt with Testament. Yeah. It's like three levels of commentary. Oofed. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there cuz the, the the Old Testament was written like 3000 years ago and Jesus lived 2000 years ago, so that was like way after. Yeah. But the Talmud was written around that time, so they talk about Jesus. And this was actually censored out for for like a, for like a long time in history by Christian, um, uh, by the Christian authorities, but I wow. think they found like a copy and they were able to put it back in. But basically, yeah. like they tell the story and they claim that Jesus was really well. Well, the story is that Jesus was born through God, right? That 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 she was impregnated, so, so uh, that she was yeah. impregnated by God. So yeah. did you say that that was really a Roman uh, soldier that impregnated the, like a female Jew and? Huh. So it technically making him a bastard, and they 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 tried to discredit him, and they basically say that he was like doing idolatry and all kinds of things. So yeah, they, they, there's there's not really that much respect for for Jesus in the Talmud. Yeah. Um, no, that's something I yeah I because the thing is we didn't really it's interesting we didn't really look at the Talmud. Um, I just at least from what I know I mainly looked at like the Hebrew Bible and then. The New Testament, and I think the from the Christian point of view, they argue that there's a certain passage. I think it's in the Book of Isaiah, but I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. That there's a certain passage that talks about, um, like it refers to like 
a servant to God and that that servant is Jesus. Like that's the kind of argument that they use, but I wouldn't, I don't know. That's what I heard. And the Jews would say it's not Jesus. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We can go back and forth. It's true. Um, I guess to kind of, um, hmm, I guess to kind of go into a misconception, I was reading, um, I remember I was reading the Quran and um, I noticed, the first thing I noticed, because we had to read certain passages, um, the first thing I noticed was that... It's read in quotes. I think you're supposed to read it in the Arabic, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's clearly an English translation. But pretty much one thing that I noticed was that at least for the time, they were super progressive about their views on women, which I really had no idea about because the common misconception is that, that Islam women, condemns women. Exactly, yeah. women don't have rights. Or Yeah, so that's why I thought it was so interesting. It was really progressive for the time. It was, in a way, it was almost criticizing, it criticized fathers that were gloomy about their children being daughters. There's a certain passage that even explicitly says that. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that's 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 where also that's the reason why I brought up the topic topic earlier of culture, yeah, culture versus religion. Exactly, See, that is a good example of mm-hmm. a bad thing. Yeah, uh, mixing culture and religion. See, this is just like it's the reason why women are treated the way they are, and mm-hmm. and it's portrayed that way is because of you know common cultural practices, you know traditions from countries. Yeah, and yeah, and people then think that th- their basis is off religion when there's nothing that you can't find one quote where it says to mistreat women in, in the Quran like there's no. literally no quote you're supposed to treat women with the same like with the utmost respect exactly they have the same rights that we do there's there's um but verses on equal I pay know, and I know in Judaism marital rights are different between women and, and men yeah mm-hmm. same thing with Islam yeah same thing yeah and yeah, which oh, I disagree yeah. with that's the thing so I understand that there is respect, but my personal grudge, I guess, is that um, it's just women don't have the same marital rights. I know that there's like dowry, which is sometimes you could be forced to pay if the if like the husband is not upholding his like. There, there are three, um, um, what's it called? Requirements or obligations that a man that a husband has for his wife, which is like right. uh, food, clothing, and uh, happiness yeah, or sexual roles. sexual happiness. Um, and if if the husband is not like providing that, then they could force him to like divorce. But I don't know. There's 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 weird stuff <laughs> in the Torah, at least. So I don't know. Hmm. As someone who's not religious, I don't I don't necessarily like it. But it honestly, if you interpret it, if if you interpret the Torah and you only look at the parts where it's where 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 it's like <laughs> women should be equal. I'm fine with that. Sure, be Jewish. Just treat women as equal. That that's my main thing. Hmm. And, and if you interpret the Quran and, and look at all the parts where it says women should be equal, even if there might be something that could be interpreted as women should not be equal, women don't have the same rights. Uh, but if you treat them well, I don't really have that much of a problem with it. Yeah. Fair. Um, what I do want to mention is that the Quran does um does give gender roles. You know, that's true and yeah it, it differentiates between two genders i know s- yeah. some might not agree with that especially yeah. here in new york city yeah it's a very liberal area true. I'm, not, I'm not trying to offend anyone but and in the quran it gives both genders different roles right but essentially like you know there's a standard of what you know 
rights we all have and there are so like we can't you know they're not any less human than their male counterparts Fair. women in general but like that's why i had to preface it with being like with saying oh progressive for the time because i mean it's i mean i think it's yeah when you look back at any of these texts i mean there's bound to be there's a lot of things that have changed since then and true, of course true. it's easy to be like oh that's that part's sexist or that part i mean like for example like in I don't know, in the Hebrew Bible, and, like, they do refer, like, slavery was a common practice at the time, and it's referenced throughout, but you just have to acknowledge that times have changed, but I think for the time, specifically with the Quran, it, yeah. it, it does come off as progressive, it, at least compared to other religions says, and beliefs. I think it says that if you hit your slave and disable a limb, like, or, or knock a tooth out or an eye out, yeah. then they could be free. Oh, oh God! It's so, it's so progressive. Free your slave. I don't. I don't know the. Oh God! I've never heard of that. But yeah, I, I'm that learning sounds something familiar. new. I'll cross reference if anything. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm out here learning as well. So it's yeah. Not like, same here. It's not like I know it all. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there certain aspects of like your faith that you don't entirely adhere to or agree with, and how did you like? How do you grapple with that? Well, I don't agree with the... Okay. the <laughs> I guess the slavery part. But <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah, not even the slavery part. I don't believe with the belief in God. Like, I think, yeah. I th I think the source text takes God for granted. It tells you the, the stories that happened. It yes. doesn't really give you proof. I guess you're supposed to derive that. I don't think later it was a question. I think it wasn't meant to be derived. I think it was something that was passed down. And I never questioned that until I thought of questioning it. So it works. When did you think of questioning it? Oh, so <laughs> so so the reason I questioned that was because in the ultra orthodox community, like you put so much emphasis on like there's the Bible stories, there's the Talmud stories, there's some crazy stories in Talmud about like this this giant well this normal looking bird that was like standing in the in 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 the ocean, and so okay there are two parts to okay. Let's describe the Talmud first. Okay. okay. Again, so there's the, there's there's the Old Testament, and on the Old Testament there's the Mishnah, which is like a commentary on that, and then and then on that there's the Gemara, which is a commentary on the Mishnah. Com combine that, that's the Talmud. So in the Talmud, I'm not sure if it's a Mishnah or a Gemara, but whatever, it's one of those things. Okay. There's this store. Oh, so it's separated in two things. There's the things that you need to do, like like obligations. It, it talks about law and all that. Um, and then there's just a galata, which means stories. Um, so there's a story, like, and, and there are some pretty absurd stories. So, for example, there's this story where um, a group of, uh, I don't know, Jews, rabbis, Israelites. Actually, they were Babylonians at the time they lived in Babylon. Anyways, so they were, like, traveling some sort of ocean, and they saw this bird standing, like, like just, just like this stork, I guess, standing in, in, in the ocean. And then... And then like, oh, we could get out of the boat because the water is so shallow. Um, so so then there was this thing called the Paschal, which literally means a heavenly voice mm -hmm. that announced an axe was dropped here seven days ago and it is still falling. So the bird's legs were so long that yeah. it was able to re touch the floor okay. while the axe was still falling from seven days ago. So like that kind of story, I was told, it's true. Yeah. It exists. There's this water, there's this river that supposedly throws rocks up in the air and you can't cross it except for on on the Sabbath mm -hmm. or Shabbat. Then it, then then the water calms down because everything rests on Shabbat. But the thing is you can't cross it on Shabbat because 
you're not allowed to go into a ship on Shabbat. So it's inaccessible. Hmm. That that was the that th- that's another story that I was told to believe in for real. So yeah. once so my father, who as I was saying earlier, he like went through this, like he was in the normal education system, and then he tried to learn programming. And though he was able to successfully get the degree, awesome. he saw the failures of he saw the failures of the education system, and he just mm-hmm. also he was part of this um um group that was trying to actually convert the less um religious Jews to to orthodox ultra orthodox Judaism. So there in order to be that you have to be able to ask questions because they're going to ask you questions so you got to learn those questions. And once he started asking questions, he actually got more questions. So he started becoming more skeptical mm-hmm. and uh, and so that's why so so he was sort of trying to raise us with first of all like to respect secular education. Mm-hmm. Um in 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 my class like, no one cared about secular education. We were told that it doesn't matter. It's just, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, hmm. that's what, it, like, I think parents told their kids that it doesn't matter because right. the outside world was 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 viewed as this horrendous place that you should never ever interact with. Mm-hmm. What do you need English for? That's li- literally what they kept on asking every time. They hated it because it was after a long day of studying all kinds of things. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, my father taught me to listen to it. He said it's very important, and I listened to it. And the other thing he taught was, like, there are some parts that are not necessarily true, like not not completely true. And it, he didn't say that about like the source text, but he said like some of those crazy stories, it's apocryphal or it's not necessarily like it's not completely 100 percent. And that made me question everything because until then I equated that with God and huh. yeah. yeah, so so that's how I started questioning things. I think I was around 11 years old then. Oh, okay. Or 12. Oh, okay. And I, I got someone to the story that I almost forgot the question. It was mm-hmm. if we still yeah. if we question any yeah. of our beliefs. Yeah, exactly. I was asking a few questions, certain aspects of your faith and how you kind of went about that and how you yeah. overcame that, if you did. I, well, for one thing, I do believe that you should question your faith. While, okay. do, while some people do follow blindly, I guess ignorance is bliss. But uh, yeah, I definitely like. We were, we were I, told I def- to follow blindly. Yeah, mm. that's that. I mean, because when you're when you're around, I mean, when you're raised as a kid, I guess they yeah. they they don't expect you to have the knowledge to question, mm-hmm. or like you'd probably find, or maybe you'd interpret it out of context. I guess mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not I'm not generalizing people, but I guess that's the logic behind not having kids question but it's not just kids it's adults they tell adults that have a which means blind faith well yeah. simple faith. i guess for them for them they're so into the faith that they know it's right yeah quote unquote they know it's right so mm-hmm. they advise you just to follow it they know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and they just know with quotes <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i'm just 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 saying in general, yeah, that yeah. might mm-hmm. be their rationale i'm not 100 percent sure i see i don't want to generalize Fair, but yeah. um, I do think Islam encourages questioning, and, it, and it's a good thing that it does. Yeah, it, for like, sure. Because I mean, a lot of things may seem like irrational, illogical, mm-hmm. and as I'm like growing up, because I don't know my religion like 100 percent till this day, and a lot mm-hmm. of people, even like my parents, they don't know because it's 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 a huge religion. People people like spend sometimes their whole life just trying to memorize the Quran, trying to actually like learn it, debunk it. Interesting. I know people who memorize the entire Old Testament. Yeah, by like in in like five years. That's insane. I mean, they they, they yeah, could I'm tell not, you I'm every a, single verse. I'm exaggerating, but I'm saying like some some might not take as long. 
But like some do memorize it. It's the freaking commentaries that get you. Those take yeah. your entire life, literally, and you'll like cover a fraction. Hmm. But I'm saying like, especially like debunking everything. You know, they have Muslim scholars all over the world, hmm. and they have to all agree on the same thing. You know, you can't have a misinterpretation. Like for me, I was growing up. You know, I'm still learning mm-hmm. religion, and I'm still questioning. And I, what I try to do is I try to find the wisdom behind. Because some things I still don't understand. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, but like I still follow them. But I do question it, and I try to find the wisdom behind it. Because I do, I definitely think there is wisdom behind it. Because mm-hmm. I, I believe it's a, the word of God. You know. Mm-hmm. Is there something specific though that you don't understand? All right. Well, the, you know, the question of polygamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um. Just just as he said, you know how women don't have the same marital rights as men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I did question that. I try to understand the logic behind it and why just, it is allowed. Huh? Why it's allowed? Yes. And and allowed for men but not women. Yeah. That's exactly. It. So I I did I I've been doing my research on it. I haven't came to a, you know a conclusion yet. Mm-hmm. But you know you should. I do encourage, you know, doing your own research, cross-referencing, asking, you know, scholars. For sure. Because just saying just because it says so, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't just follow something because of that, you know. It's an interesting it could say anything, yeah. Interesting about that in Judaism, it's the same thing. Yeah. But a thousand years ago, there was called a Chayrim de Rabbi which is like it's literally like a prohibition of some world well world within Judaism, world leader, and he said it is not okay. And I think it's because of some story that, like, I don't know the exact background behind it. But basically, he just said, till now, it was fine. But now, it's it, it's prohibited. And and this is not even from the Talmud. This is after the Talmud. So this is unprecedented. There are very f- few such things within Judaism. But I think it was, I don't know, it was just like, they, they saw that it just brings bad luck. Maybe he recognized that it was fine before, but not anymore. Yeah, um, some some see it as an outdated cultural practice, mm-hmm. but you know, from what I've read so far, you know, I haven't, I'm not a hundred percent, yeah, you know, confirmed. But like, um, so the logic behind it, for some that don't know, is that you know there are some women that are widowed or divorced, mm-hmm. and and when you do marry another woman, it's not just it just happens just like that, like one two. If, if you want to marry a woman, you can marry a woman. Yeah, but I think the the wife has to approve. Oh, okay. That's one thing. And then and also you have to be able to provide for the, your second wife both financially and emotionally. Wow. So you can't it's it's there's a lot of like rules that you have to follow. Yeah. And if you can, then it's okay. Or mm-hmm. it's you're allowed to do it. But it's it's very very rare. Even though like it's 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 a question like a lot of people know that you know Islam allows four wives. <laughs> that that little that little stereotype of how many wives yeah. do you have? It's funny. I never even this is gonna sound so ignorant. I never even knew that was a stereotype. That was even. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, it's, that what the Muslims have, have, have multiple have wives. You, have, yeah. yeah. Have you heard of that? I have. Never. And I know some countries where they where they do have it. Yeah, yeah. but it, but it's very very rare. Like from what I like, it, you yeah. you might see some people with two wives, but it's 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 so rare. Like you Fair. don't really see. From what I know, I probably know one person out of the hundred people that have hundreds of people that I've met. Yeah. That has like two wives, but other than that, it's. Yeah, you wouldn't see. It's not. It's not very common. Fair. By the way, within Judaism, I think they called the other wife. Like, I think there is, there's the old wife, and then the new wife is called a tsara, which means like, 
a pain. Oh, that's literally awful. called a pain because it's like it's a pain for the old wife. Yeah. That's awful. Oh God. Yeah, it's um, like they recognized, like um, they just they just didn't care. Then I don't know. But but me personally, I would never. Um, I'm talking now. I'm I'm pretty sure it'll reflect. You know my beliefs. Yeah. Later on in life, but like. I, I I wouldn't do it. I don't want to do it. Um, yeah. I think one's enough for me. <laughs> that's, that's just me. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But I do um, understand the logic behind it, which is why I don't. But there's also a question of why women can't do that. And that's I true. Haven't, I haven't done my research on that or understood the logic behind that. But, you know, it's I'm still learning. Fair. I um, mean, I'll just put it in a historical perspective. Yeah. I don't know whether it's right or not, but the fact is that women... I think marriage was seen more as a transaction between like, um, like husband and father almost. That's such a good point. Yes, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't really. It wasn't. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe the woman had to like say yes, but I don't know how much choice the woman had. Like they said, all right, yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy. Yes, you know. So yeah. it was. I I don't was marriage was very different. Like also, it was more love. A- marriage is a new thing. Was more just to bear kids. Also, it was more of a business transaction, too, in terms of the guy would inherit the real estate of the woman's family and whatnot. Um, Something like that. And and the guy would have to pay the father for like a dowry for the the marriage. I don't know what the woman would get. That's so messed up. Um, Oh, yeah, I was going to... Now, this is so off topic now, um, but I guess... So I remember, um, yeah, when I was a kid... I would pray every night. Our, fa- our fathers, Hail Marys, and all that. I still kind of know it. I, I still know the Wait, prayer, which is scary. How long is a prayer for you? Um, I have to like recite it right now to know. I think it's probably like... Is it more than one minute? It's about a minute. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Asam and I, I mean, sort of know what prayers are like. Yeah, oh, I mean, it was well, like... I think I know... Hold up. Can you... Can you explain? Um, uh, well, I kind of blindly did it, though. I didn't really think too much of it. Um, and I don't know. I just assumed like, you know, if you it was just kind of a tradition to pray. I would yeah pray every night before bed. Um, I, and also my grandmother would instill that, too. She would like watch me pray, like to make sure I prayed before I went to bed. Yes. Um, but there was one instance in which I really questioned my faith. And it was when um, when I was in seventh grade, my uncle passed away. And it was the first death in the family. Like, I've never experienced death before. And when he was... Because the thing is, he died of um, of cancer. So when I found out he was sick, I was really... I'd pray, like, all the time. Like, thinking things would get better. And they never got better. And so that's when... And when I asked the the priest that was in, affiliated with the church, that was affiliated with my school, um, when I asked him about it, um, he really didn't have an answer. He didn't even know. And so that's when I really questioned them, like, then what's all this even for? If And then I it even branched out into a greater question, which has actually covered a lot in the Old Testament of um, why do the righteous suffer and the wicked prosper? That essential question, as well as the passing, was what led me to question my faith. And then I just kind of abandoned it entirely after a while mm. yeah do you believe in god now not really i don't know i feel like it's important to believe in something but for, as for right now it's subject to change i don't really believe in anything okay yeah okay. i don't know i just want to talk about i want to compare our prayers okay, yeah, okay. yes um okay can you start off by explaining okay juice sure um so there are, so jews pray, pray three times a day 
Yes. Um, okay. The thing is, praying is not a simple matter because you need 13 male males that are above the age of 13. Um, sorry, 10 males above the age of 13. Um, usually, you need to find like a room on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays. You actually need a Torah scroll because oh. you need you need to, you need to read from that. Okay. Um, well, at least in the morning. So, so it's for, for the first one. So, there is a guy who leads the prayer. He's mm-hmm. called the Baltfilla, and and then and then so, the morning prayers take approximately um thirty five to forty five minutes. Sometimes it can take an hour. Um, on 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 Saturday it takes about two hours. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's intense. Um. Then you have, um, like afternoon prayers. That's about fifteen minutes. Same thing. You, you got to find. 10 guys um above the age of 13 and uh and and like you you can't really it's not it's not really counted if you do it by yourself you gotta you gotta go to a synagogue or find 10 people yeah to pray with and then same thing at night another 15 minutes so right. it's a lot of time spent and people have to plan their trips so that they could like find like like find like a, a, a synagogue on the way or someplace where they could find like 10 mm-hmm. people to pray with that is that is really really interesting because I, I have a lot to say mm-hmm. uh, in comparison to that because mm-hmm. uh, Islam's very similar. But um, yeah. um, question uh, for you is: mm-hmm. um, Are there specific times where you have to pray? Yeah. And what are they? Since it's three a day, <laughs> they're complicated because they're based on an outdated time system, where where this where the daylight the daytime is divided in twelve, because that's how sundials worked. I think. Okay. So the daylight is divided in like twelve parts, and I think like the morning prayer is valid from like Allah Sashakha, which is like when the stars stop becoming visible, something like that. So hmm. literally, like at the first daylight, and it's valid on, and you could do it until like mm, I don't know, maybe maybe four or five hours, which mm-hmm. which are twelfths of a day. So. In the morning, you have like like in the winter, you, you have to. It's like it starts later, and the summer it starts earlier, and and it's for longer because you have mm-hmm. longer days. Um, evening prayers, I don't know exactly, but I do know that it's there are specific times. Then at night, it's any time from from nightfall. But the thing is, nightfall is complicated because you have you have the bottom part of the sun going down and yeah. the top part, yeah. and there's like entire arguments. You have to wait seventy two minutes, or you have to wait until three stars are visible. And, wow. and and now they'll approximate that with calendars because they they measure it with with like how many degrees the sun went down and and get approximations like that interesting but yeah so it's it's very very specific yeah wow okay <laughs> same thing with islam all right so for islam mm-hmm. we pray five times a day you wow might have, might okay. have heard it yeah might have not um but it's five times a day mm-hmm. and the first one being earlier in the morning like around sunrise mm-hmm. like i think for me, I I prayed at six a.m. today. Oh, okay. And do you do you do all five prayers? Yeah, I oh, try to. I mean, okay. I, sometimes I miss it. I try to make it up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, usually I pray five times a day. And you mm-hmm. have yeah. to do it at sunrise. Huh? Damn. Well, yeah. This is one. I mean, that's the time I wake up for class. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. But that that is pre med. You. <laughs> this is something that almost every Muslim could agree with. That yeah. is probably the hardest one you could do. Yeah. Some some people don't want to wake up early. But it's you could always make it up. Okay. But you know it's it's not recommended to make prayer late. Right. Because when you do make it late, it's kind of like uh, then you start making the other ones late, and mm-hmm. and then you start missing. But then there's another one in the 
during noon till around 12, 1, and then another mm-hmm. one in the afternoon later on. And yeah. Then, and then there's one during sundown, and then one an hour after that, an, an hour and a half approximately after that. Wow, okay. Yeah. What time system is it based off of? Well, it's not it's not the same as the Jews. It's not. There's not exact uh, times. I mean, there there are exact times because it, it it changes. Yeah. Every day by like a minute or two, but I don't not know the exact time system. So you could research that. So I don't I don't want to say mm-hmm. the wrong thing, but it is based off a of time system. I'll tell you that <laughs> it's definitely based off something because it it does change slightly every day. Okay. okay. Yeah, actually, I use an app to keep track of, you know, what time prayers are. All right, that's yeah. cool. And basically, our prayers, they usually last around five to ten minutes each. Okay, wow. Yeah, some of them are shorter than others, yeah, but it, it doesn't take... I mean, like, in all, it probably adds up to 30 minutes of your day. So, it's not... So, while people do think, like, you know, it's a, it's a really hard thing to do, yeah. it's... I mean, 30 minutes of your day. Yeah. But, you probably spend like three hours on your phone. Yeah, true. <laughs> just like scrolling up and down. It doesn't really. And plus it's it's spread out through the day. So it's kind of well, like right. what is required. Like, do you need to find people to okay, do yeah, it? I'll, I'll get to it. All right. So for us, there's no requirement. Okay. You could do it by yourself. The one thing is that when you pray, you have to pray towards the Kaaba. Oh, okay. And that's, Mecca. that's, yeah, Mecca. Basically, that's, that's looking in Saudi Arabia. So, mm-hmm. there's a specific direction. I think Jews do the same thing, right? Yeah. They pray mm. towards Israel? Not towards just Israel, uh, towards Jerusalem. The, towards the Temple Mount. In Jerusalem. Which right? is, um, is it, yeah, the, the Dome of the Rock. Well, the Dome of the Rock is over the yes. holiest spot in Judaism. That is mm-hmm. an, another similarity between yeah. Judaism and Islam. That we do pray at a specific direction, and hmm. it's cool. consistent no matter where we go. Yeah. So that's yeah. so basically, and but before our prayer, we usually wash ourselves. We do a specific um, thing. It's called wudu. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of it. How? But uh, we we wash ourselves a specific way to get ready for prayer. And okay. Your only requirement is that you're dressed below the knee, and mm-hmm. well, for for women it's, it's a little different, but for men, you have to you have to dress properly. So you you have to. You're facing God, so you have to do dress. You have to dress nicely, kind of mm-hmm. like long sleeves. Long sleeve. I mean, not you could wear a shirt, but in terms of pants, yeah, it has to be below the knee. And mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it's, for men, that's pretty much it. And okay. you can pray by yourself. And for women, they usually cover their hair. They dress modestly. Okay. So they cover their hair, and they would wear like a robe, mm-hmm. and they could also pray by themselves. But that doesn't mean you know it's. It's it is better for you to pray with people. Mm-hmm. That you get more good deeds by praying with people, but it's not it's not a sin to not pray with people. Okay. Like if, you, if you have the choice of, you, you should. But, but you could pray by yourself. Okay. By, by us, they say I don't know if it's this. I mean, I think you're supposed to try your darnest to pray with ten people. Yes. Mm-hmm. If not, if you can't, you better pray by yourself. But you still have to try to get that 10 people. Yeah, I know. Mm. I understand. Oh, and there's like, speaking about rituals, you, um, like in the morning, you got to put on like those, I don't even know what it's called, phylactices. I, I, we call it fillin. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Judaism, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's okay. like you wrap this thing around your arm and your head. Huh. Oh, okay. Never heard about that. But also for us, this, yeah. the you could pray anywhere. Mm-hmm. Literally, you could pray on the street. You could it's it is better so it's very similar to Jewism in the fact that mm. they, you know how they require a synagogue 
Yeah. It's more leaning for us. It's not required, but it is better to do it. Fair. It's, it's encouraged right. to pray in a, in a mosque. Because, I mean, you could be in the middle of anywhere. You know, you could be traveling. You could be hiking. Mm -hmm. How are you going to get your prayers in? You're not going to find a mosque in the middle of a forest. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> so, as long as you know the right direction. And this thing. That is. I'm trying to think. Oh, how do you spell it? How do you pronounce this? Phylacteries? It's, okay, my, my phone is frozen, but here you see, I don't, yeah, my phone is frozen. I can't show you more. Phylacteries, that's, that sounds about right. Huh. And there's only one. No, there's two. Is, is it required for one person or for everyone? I've never heard about Adult, that before. Like 13 and above males. Yeah. Ah. I guess, I can't, I definitely cannot speak for everyone. I mean, I had a very lenient Christian background when I was a kid compared to a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. But pretty much what I did, I just, I pretty much prayed every night. I know a lot of people pray before a meal. I never really did that. Um, but, and I would, usually I would go to church as if, if it were a part of a school event. And usually that would last for hours. And it's standing up and sitting down. And there was one time, I think it was around Easter time, we had to go to this um, church. Well, this is actually, this is more Greek Orthodox now we're delving into. Because um, that's kind of what I remember most vividly. Um, so I went to Greek Orthodox school from the second grade to the eighth grade. Um, but when we were in church one day, I can't remember if it was Easter or, um, I think it's Ronyapola, which is happy new year, which is like celebrating the new year. Um, but anyway, we had like a solid five or six hour church service. It was nuts. And people were pa like a couple kids passed out. It was really bad. And paramedics had to come give them a bagel and they're like, okay, back to church. Like, <laughs> that doesn't even really, that, yeah, uh, I know it doesn't even compare. No, no, it does not. I mean, but it, no, if, that's thinking, all you know. No, there's know. Yom Kippur, yeah, which is the holiest day in Judaism, yeah. So there you fast the entire day and you're basically okay. So you're there from, from sundown till okay, about an hour or two hours. Mm -hmm. You go, you go to sleep. And then the next morning, you're going to be there the entire day, basically. Yeah. From morning till Sunday. Yeah. Well, you have like a two to three hour break. Okay. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Then in that case. Wait, so, so you basically fast for almost 24 hours, right? More than 24 hours. That's crazy. Oh, okay. so, 25 hours. All right. You can, uh, clear, you can drink water, though, for sure. Nope. No, no, wow. no water, no anything. Oh my god! Ju okay. Ju Jewish fast don't don't allow water, don't allow bread, don't allow anything. Wow, See, that's, that's what. It's yeah, the that's crazy. Very similar. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard of Ramadan. Yeah, I have. Yeah. We do that, but mm -hmm. not, for not for 24. Hours. Some people think we starve ourselves for a month. It's not. It's not no. like that. We do <laughs> you you do eat it, at night, right? Yeah, we do it okay. from sundown to sunset, basically. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we don't drink water. Just you just, don't drink water. Yeah, we don't drink water, just like Jews, and we don't we don't eat anything until. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought you drink water. Oh my god. Now we don't. Yeah, similar. Wow. But and, and we do it for an entire month. And actually, for right now, it's coming up, I think, early May. Are you nervous? Huh. No, it's it's probably the, the best time of the year for me, actually. Why? Because it's, it's, it's a time to get more religious and you connect with God more. Mm -hmm. And it's, I guess, more lively. You see people more and you see people at mosques more. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like people usually so busy with, with their like lives here in New York City, you know, that's just, true. Ch just trying to, you know, get about their day. You don't, you wouldn't, you don't see them fill up as mos mosques as much unless it's on a Friday. Yeah. Cause we have Friday prayers every week. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, um, other than that, you know, a lot of people like my stray away and this is like a time for you to come back to the religion, you know, remember your mm -hmm. roots, I guess. And, uh, it's just a nice time. It's a, 
my experience what i loved about it is when mm -hmm. i used to because i used to live in yemen as oh, a kid okay i was born here but yeah. i went there for two years of my life mm -hmm. and then there it's just like that month is like a time where like the city actually never sleeps <laughs> oh. <laughs> just because yeah. you know we're staying up i mean we sleep but just we're, we're basically nocturnal you know hmm. right? stores are open at night you know and just just how he says you know that little gap between for yonkapur where you yeah. actually eat right mm -hmm. that too no we don't eat on young no well i'm saying you have a time well you eat and then you sleep no 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 there's a meal. There's a meal before sundown. Yeah, that's on, on the day before Yom Kippur. Yeah, I'm and then you that, fast that, for 24 hours straight. Yeah, so that meal for us, it's it's closer to like let's say 3 a.m. That's what I'm saying. Like the mm -hmm. times change depending on your time mm -hmm. zone. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, it depends. You, oh, you have to do it based on like Mecca time. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I, I'd like you to do your. I don't. I don't want to tell you the wrong thing, but it's it's different times, yes, yeah. and, and, and different different time zones. Huh. Yeah. But it's but the the time we start fasting is usually between three a.m. to six a.m. depending on where you are in the world. Mm -hmm. It's and interesting that Islam made that choice. I think that's a modern choice because people didn't really keep track of like global time before. Yes. Um, in Judaism, it's just do the local time at sundown wherever you are at sundown. So and obviously the more north and south you are, you're gonna have different daylight hours. Like, I would not mm -hmm. want to be in Alaska on Yom Kippur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, like, yeah. People, people in Alaska suffer the most when it comes to, like, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, they they fast the longest. And oh, yeah. They, 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 could... they, they deal with the most sunlight. Yeah. No, actually... I was going to ask you, because I know that um, um, uh, Islam goes by the lunar calendar, right? Yes. So that changes. So one time Ramadan is going to be in the summer, one time it's going to be in the winter. It's like a cycle, I think. Yeah. Um. First of all, how often like how often is, does it take for like one cycle? Like how long does, does it take for it to go back to the same time? See this, not hundred percent sure. It's all yeah, good. It's, I, I was actually literally reading about that today. Yeah. But I'm I'm it's, I'm kind of like blanking out because I I mm -hmm. read I when you said Luna Canal I literally read the division of time especially when you when you asked that question before I also blanked I was just trying to remember what did I read because right. I learned it. It's all good. No, no worries. It's because yeah. I'm, like, I'm like thinking like you're going to have to wait a long time until you're going to have short Ramadans. Yeah, no, because depending, yeah. yeah, depending on where you are, you might have. <laughs> you can like, move to Australia. Yeah, you might have, <laughs> you might have worse Ramadans. Like your, your daylight, you might have like 17 hours of daylight. And hmm. that's, that's, that's a test of faith. I'll say sure. that. <laughs> that's what it is. It's, it's, it's really hard to do. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, hmm. I appreciate people that were able to do it because it's. It's really hard, you know, yeah. being dealing with that much sunlight and not being able to drink water. But it also, sure. I mean, I should, you know, talk about this. Like, it's not strict and like, oh, if you break fast, mm -hmm. break your fast, you're going to hell. It's not like that. Yeah. You know, it's the whole point of it is for you to abstain from, you know, doing sins, you know, and basically and uh, another p part of it is like, you know, feeling for the poor by, you know, not eating as much, mm -hmm. you know. So if, if 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 you can't fast for medical reasons, it's excused. Like oh, if you okay. have to drink medicine or if you have to take shots mm -hmm. or whatever it is, it's excused. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Or if you're a kid and you're not able to do it or just you're physically not able to do it or for whatever reason you're about to faint just because it's rush hour and mm -hmm. you're standing on the sixth train and it's really crowded and you just need a drink of water, you could do it. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not supposed to kill yourself just trying to get the fast in. But... 
you should do it when you're able to. So if you're physically able to, financially able to, you should fast. Fair. In Jewish fasts, people actually take intravenous shots to help them get through it. If 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 like if they can, like older people might wow. take it. Yeah. But it's only once a year, right? Yeah. No, there are multiple fasts. Oh, okay. Um, there is the okay. So there's Yom Kippur. There's Tzam Gedalia. Not even sure what that is. It's after Rosh Hashanah, which is like the new the, the mm-hmm. Hebrew New Year. It's in commemoration of some. I think it, there was this. Um, biblical figure who was killed in some horrific way so it's in commemoration of that then there's um then there's one that's like um because jerusalem was sieged there's another one um that's like before purim you know it's a jewish holiday mm-hmm. of like so the queen of persia i don't know i think she made a fast for the jews to pray or something so they fast because of that but th- those are usually shorter fasts from, like, uh, sun- sunrise to sunset. Yes. Um, I know people who wake up in the morning to eat, like, they wake up just before sunrise. I yeah. don't do that. I'm like, really? Is that is that is that five extra hours going to matter? <laughs> I'll see you before I go to sleep. <laughs> no, I, I do that to hydrate, you know, especially because, like, I mean, you're going to be, it depends on what you're doing. You could be going to school because sometimes it coincides with school and hmm. you, you want to hydrate. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> You don't wanna you don't wanna go there and just like looking at everyone. Just, just drink the night before. Yeah, that's 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 the thing. So that's that's what they're yeah. doing. And then there's another fast for when the walls of Jerusalem were broken and there's another fast for when the temple was destroyed. That's like a big one. Hmm. And I think there are more fasts, but I think I, I, I got the main ones, I think. Slightly off topic, I was going to say that for the longest time in terms of religion, I was very cynical about it. Mm. And I thought, I just, I looked at it from the atheist perspective of, oh, it's brainwashing people or whatever. I don't know what my deal was. Anyway, um, it, I don't, I would say once like senior year of high school kicked in, I really, I don't know, I was able to, to kind of understand that religion is a way that people make sense of the world. People make sense of the unknown. Right. But I, I don't know. I, a lot of times, one thing I notice is that people tend to associate an, indiv- an individual following a specific religion with them supporting an institution associated with that that may not be the best. Like, how do you how do you separate yourself as an individual from the institution itself? Do you feel like you have to stand for that a lot of times? Or, I guess a, a better way for me to ask this question is: Do you feel like you oftentimes have to defend? like your right to follow this particular religion like do you often feel like you have to be the spokesperson to defend constantly all right uh well for me yeah yes okay <laughs> that's yeah. the simplest answer you give so for sure yes. yeah but um it depends on what it is what what the if it's not like what i do tell people is yeah. refer you know do do the reading yourself yeah don't okay don't look at someone taking two words out of context or maybe a sentence out of context yeah we all know context matters, you know. For sure, absolutely. Like, so I what what I do tell people is do the reading yourself and get your own interpretation. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it depends on what it is. If it's something that's not, you know, a reflection of the beliefs. Yeah. Like I'll I'll tell them this is not what Islam is. Look yeah. at like if for example like how some people think that we're all extremists. Yeah. Or yeah. Terrorists. Like if that was true, it would be the end of the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> There's too many of us. Yeah. It's just like even 1% of Muslims, how, how much is that? Like, is, is that a million people? 
Imagine yeah, having I, a million people like roaming around. It's it's, it's not like the percentage. Yeah, it's like ten million people, more fifteen million. Yeah, just think about like if there's if there's that many that it's the percentage of it's just like the media just like you know makes it seem as, like the actions of just like a couple individuals they mm-hmm. they, they spread it out so much in the media that it. That people think that it's taking over the world and like these people are everywhere. Yeah. Which is not true. Like, it just, I'm telling you, like, if, if 1% were actually people that yeah. were presented in the media, <laughs> it would be a scary world. Mm-hmm. Like, the amount of people, that, it's such a small percentage. It's like 0.0001. Yeah, true. But, like, yeah, as I was saying, like, it does depend on what, what it is that I'm being attacked with, whether it's, uh, yeah. You know, something that's reflect, a, a reflection on my belief or it's a stereotype. And then I'll do my situation, you know, depending on that. Right. But I do feel like, yeah, sometimes some people do question me these things. They ask me the hard questions. And I, sometimes I respond with them, like, with, with an intelligent answer, giving them the wisdom behind some, some yeah. beliefs. But And then other times I'll be like, you know, you could consult a Muslim scholar or something. But I at the time, I don't know the answer. I'm not a scholar yeah. myself i'm still learning i'm a student um still okay. growing up and i don't i don't attend religious school just because i'm a busy guy yeah but i i do try to do my own reading and mm-hmm. my own cross-referencing yeah it's that's that's yeah. where i stand on that so as a jew i mean mm-hmm. i guess there are institutions um that that people associate with judaism such as um, the Israeli government. I'm not going to go into that because that's probably going to lead to controversy. Um, you brought up being stereotyped as terrorists. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that bugged me the most is when people make money jokes about Jews. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> get it. It's like the pennies. I think right. I don't uh. know. It, it's like I, I'm, I'm almost like more in favor of Holocaust jokes. I know that sounds horrible, but Holocaust jokes are not even taken seriously. Money jokes, people do think that Jews care about money more than, like, other people. I, I, think, I think Jews are just like any other people. Everyone likes money. Well, not everyone. There are some, there are some cultures where, where people don't care so much about money. In America, though, everyone... Such a consumerist n- n- culture. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Well, the, the Jews don't want money. It's not like they save more. They're very generous Jews. They're very stingy Jews. And they're very generous normal people. I'm very stingy normal people. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe it came from like the fact that Jews used to be the lenders, the money lenders, and Christians weren't able to do it. And that's where the stereotype came from. But I don't know. It's just yeah. not true. I actually know many poor Jews, especially in the ultra orthodox community, as for why Jews could be richer. Well, there's just a strong emphasis on education, and there's also the networking aspect that Jews have mm-hmm. that they sort of sure, know each other sure, and they're sure. able to yeah. help help each other out. I don't think there's anything in, in Jewish culture about wanting money, and I don't know. I mean, it's it's a stereotype for a reason, right? It's not true. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> I don't know. In general, stereotypes are true depending on the person or the case, but it often oversimplifies a whole group of people. Um, but I was going to say, I remember I was listening to a podcast um, called it's called still processing it's like a cultural part podcast as part of the new york times but they were talking about whoopi goldberg's career and for the longest time i just assumed that whoopi goldberg's name was whoopi goldberg but it turned out like she that was her stage name that she picked because she was make she was in a way pointing fun at the fact that jews were like the heads of hollywood so to poke fun at that she Mm. named herself whoopi goldberg which in a way completely changed my view 
of her as a person because it's like it further feeds into that stereotype of there are a lot of jews in hollywood <laughs> i know but like that was her critique it was in a way that was her in a way poking fun at it or whatever but in a way that kind of changed well it changed my view of her for one thing but it also mm. made me realize how a lot of those stereotypes are prevalent in ways that i wouldn't have even expected a lot of it is subliminal and i really had I, I, that's something i wasn't aware of till that podcast that i listened to um but which i find quite interesting but. There are many, many negative stereotypes for Jews still, mm-hmm. and I was surprised, but they exist, unfortunately. And there yeah. are many negative stereotypes for Muslims, too. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, all kinds of people. I know. It doesn't even have to be <laughs> yeah. on a religion. It could be Mexicans or... I know. It's... Just anybody. It's unfortunate. Any, any ethnic group. Yeah. Anything. I, I definitely notice it. I notice all of that when... I go to upstate New York and it's so interesting because we think of New York City as, I mean, New York City is so, it's Wait, so diverse and it's so different. Where in upstate? The Catskills. Ah. Yeah. Which is only two hours away, but there's such, there's such a drastic shift in terms of the way they talk about Jewish people, the way they talk about Muslim people, the way they talk about black people, like all that, like ever anything that's not like white Anglo-Saxon Protestant is... Protestant? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no, because um, well, any well, anyone that isn't like a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant is kind of seen as a little other in a sense, at least in most cases. And you definitely, it's funny how you can see that just two hours away from New York City. But yeah, it's like New York is a Republican state with a very, very, very large liberal city. Yes. <laughs> um, but I was going to say for. For those that may feel cynical about the concept of religion or may see it as a negative light, like how is it? How has it helped you guys? If it has helped you guys, mm. how has it helped you make sense of the world or make sense of yourself? Oh, I can't. I can't put religion in a positive frame the way it has Not, helped me. Or um, or, ha- or if it, if it has hurt you, how has it hurt you? I don't say. I wouldn't say that it has. I mean, I, it obviously put me behind. I'm very behind on like cultural things you told me that you listened yesterday to some spotify singer uh, merrill or something pharrell pharrell i have no idea who that is and and honestly i don't know like i barely know tv shows from before the two th- the 2010s um there are there, i'm behind on a lot <laughs> i'm also behind on a lot of uh well i was behind on a lot of academic stuff i sort of caught up with that and mm-hmm. i'm doing fine now that's good but I think one thing that, that religion has helped me was that I appreciate my freedom and I appreciate the freedoms that I have, the, the, the benefits that I have so much more than like almost everyone else here because mm-hmm. I did not have internet. I did not have a phone. I did not have like freedom of transportation, like just so, so many things that people take for granted. So I'm just like so happy with my life because cause I know what, what it could have been. It could have been just me trapped in some... In some religious school, and then being married off, arranged like in, a, in an arranged marriage to some girl who I wouldn't even love. So, <laughs> yeah. I for me, I I have a strong belief in God. Like I do think God's there. Like I mm-hmm. I, I sense it. While while it might sound like nonsense to some people. No, you know, I don't. I don't think so. No, well, I'm, I'm not saying you do. Oh, okay, sorry. You know, there's gonna be listeners. I yeah. know what it's like. <laughs> but I felt that yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying some some people feel like it's nonsense. Like you know, yeah, that spirituality, just like 
you know, yeah. having a presence of God. But I do feel that, and especially like the, like me praying. Like whenever I miss a prayer, I'll feel mm-hmm. like empty. Oh wow! Like I'll feel like it would. I don't know. I just feel weird when I miss a prayer. Like yeah. I don't, I, I've gotten to that point that I do it all the time, mm-hmm. and I don't do it just to do it. You know, I don't do it just to show my parents that I, like I actually do feel something. That's cool. And and uh, like it gave me hope. Whenever there's like you know no one there to mm-hmm. talk to or just just like when it's like sometimes you're like lost in life yeah i do feel like you know praying is an outlet it's something holding your hand like well i don't mean like in the child way it's something like literally something you could depend on yes you know sometimes you know how you dealt with your death like with with your grandpa right Un- uncle. uncle uncle sorry it's sorry. okay I no we, we, t- we talked about a lot we talked about a lot yeah, i'm fine. saying like like I, I do feel like you know it is a test of faith. Yeah. Like if that does happen to you, that's how I view it. Yeah. But I've I've never like experienced like because that's the thing I'm as I'm saying like I'm still experiencing things. Yeah. You know, I'm not like, you know I, I like tomorrow I could deal with something like I've never dealt with before and it'll yeah. just it'll be another test of my faith. But I do feel like you know like just holding on to it through the hard like especially mm-hmm. like now people like you know discriminating against Muslims yeah like, holding on through that like would definitely make me stronger as a person hmm. just like ha- ha- being like dependent on a higher up not in the, not in, like in a in a, a logical sense like let's say like I'm just mm-hmm. standing in front of a train and just like your God's gonna save me that's not yeah not not in that kind of sense but just like you know. You know doing my prayers and mm-hmm. it just it just has made me like you know more hopeful and i guess also like in terms of belief like you know the, the principles that i do follow yeah it's made me a more moral person um i respect people a lot because of my religion mm-hmm. but as i'm like you know going on with life i'm trying to differentiate because like a lot of the beliefs are similar mm-hmm. but you gotta like know why you're following your religion like what makes your religion the one to follow and that's that's what I'm trying to learn as I go. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, just as you mentioned before, the Ten Commandments are similar to yeah. principles in Islam. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so basically, like, it has made me a more moral person, but that could be said with any other religion. Because, I mean, we kind of do, a lot of religions follow the same moral standards. That's true. I, well, I hope so. I yeah. Hope. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. so, yeah, that's, that's, that's how religion has affected me in a positive Way. You pointed out that discrimination makes it more difficult um, to be Muslim, and I think that may be true. But on an interesting note, I think discrimination against Jews have actually strengthened Jewish faith. I think if Jews weren't have, wouldn't have been yeah, discriminated yeah. against, then there wouldn't be Jews today. Well, well, yeah, true. I'm saying it's it's no, it's harder as an individual because like you're being tested. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's how we view it, as you're being tested. Like, because mm-hmm. like life is a test, and in the eyes of a Muslim, and you know you're gonna be going through countless experiences. You know, if, if you read about prophets, they yeah. they never had an easy life. No, like, not at all. It's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like you're going to preach a message, and everyone thinks you're talking nonsense, and they they yeah. throw rocks at you. Jesus himself was crucified. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a test of faith, and. It, and if you do pass that test, mm-hmm. you do become a stronger Muslim or a stronger Jew or a stronger Christian mm-hmm. or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. But it's at the time it's gonna be difficult. Yeah. You know you're struggling. Oh, so it's gonna be difficult. You're, you're gonna question: Is it worth the struggle? Um, yeah. Is what I'm believing in really true, and people's answers vary. 
but if you do hold on, you're just gonna hopefully like you don't misinterpret maybe like how mm-hmm. how life really is, and you might become a stronger Muslim Jew, whatever it is, mm-hmm. as a result. Do you feel like you'd feel the same way if there weren't that sense of community, though? Because I feel sense like sense of community in terms of in terms of like. I feel like religion-wise, it seems like a lot of yeah. times with, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, community is, is a huge factor, especially like sure. for someone that's, let's say, converting on their own. Mm-hmm. Or like when you don't have someone supporting you or like people to relate to, it's mm-hmm. really, really hard to do it by yourself. It's, yeah. It's just like, it's like playing a sport without a team. It's like, yeah. You, you wouldn't, <laughs> that's a good it, analogy. It's, 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 you, it's, kind of possible you know yeah. theoretically but it's it's not the same exact thing but i'm, I'm just trying to put it into context it's like yeah. it's, it's hard to do without people and i've been an athlete yeah <laughs> like it's, it's always been a hard thing like right now I've, i'm 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 in i'm not i'm not in the same shape as i used to be because mm-hmm. i'm doing this all about myself now i used to do it yeah. with like teammates but like now that we're on off season like i'm i'm literally skipping it's easier to skip days it's it's just it's easier to like you know send without people you know reminding you mm-hmm. of like you know your religious beliefs or like just like how tyler mentioned before how like i think that's the logic behind you know praying with uh like at least 10 13 year olds you know it's it, you're more likely to put more effort into it when you do that yeah when you do it by yourself you're like you know, yeah no, no one's watching me and you know you could break a f- few rules here and there so it's just i guess that sense of community does play an important role yeah um I feel like when I, if I did have a group of people around me that did support me, I feel like think, well, in terms of, I don't know, I guess people my age in general, I didn't have, a, I didn't really have any friends in, around that time in middle school, at least through those six years. And so I think that was kind of hard. And I think that kind of fed into why I lost faith in God as a whole. But I definitely feel like if I did have a group of supportive friends that happened to be into the same thing, things would be completely different, probably but yeah, um uh, i don't know yeah um, it's a possibility yeah um strong possibility yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised um all right i guess we can wrap it up here thank you so much tyler thank you so much Assam. this was such an interesting conversation i learned so much this was great same, yeah same, same, same here same. oh so cool all right debunking stereotypes yes mm. i like that i like that let's do that let's do that <laughs> all right um so this is tea for three where we sip the tea and spill the deets thanks for listening bye y'all